Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to Creating a Championship Standard of Living. I am your host, Mr. Miles W. Miller. Today, people, is a great day. It is June 13th, Saturday, June 13th at uh, 6 p.m. in Midtown Atlanta. It's a sunny, beautiful day. Um, it's a great day for all people who, who enjoy life. Um, I'm thankful, as always, to have you on the show because I know that, that without you, this show is imp- it's not possible to do. I thank you. I thank God for you. I thank God for you guys coming back each and every week. I thank God for more more and more people coming out each week. I see more uh, listeners to, on the podcast. I see more listeners calling in live now. Um, and I thank you because, you know, like I said, again, without you, this is impossible. I can't do this without you. Um, and I, and this is a labor of love for me. I, I love doing what I'm doing. I love to see people get blessed. So I, I, this is an absolute honor for me. Um, again, I want you to, um, to know that um, – I sincerely care about the content that I give you. I sincerely care about, you know, knowing that you guys are doing well. So, you know, just do me a favor. Whenever you can, just send, either leave a comment on, on the Blog Talk site or you can send me an email at mileswmiller at gmail.com. That's M-Y-L-E-S-W-M-I-L-L-E-R at gmail.com. And just let me know how um, how the show is going and how we can – improve the show because the show is for you um before we go any further i'd like to to do as we do all always give honor to god and we turn this show over to his holy spirit now so that we can move forward and that everything that that he has for us that we can get together it is i ha- i have to start off the show with something that um i really don't want to start the show off with um well, I'll, I'll come back to that moment. There's something I have to address. Uh, something that happened last night, and it just I have to address it. So I, we'll talk about it in a second. But just moving forward, we want to. Um, I want to give you the divine intervention for the week. Um, and actually, this week I got it. It's like a double barrel shotgun. I got two divine interventions for you, and they, they tie into the lesson. So um, hold on to them when I give them to you, and um, don't let go. Okay. The first one, the first divine intervention, as you know, our divine intervention is a scripture from um, the Bible. Um, our first one states, and I get it from um, Joel 2 and 28, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams, and your young men will see visions. Again, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams, and your young men will see visions. And our second one, our second divine intervention, comes from Romans 4 and 18. And I'm just going to read you the first part of it. Well, I'm reading, I'll read you the whole thing. Abraham, against all hope, believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which had been spoken. Again, Abraham, against all hope, believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which had been spoken. The reason for both of these divine interventions today is that, you know, tying into the theme of, of today's show is how, how to dream against all odds. 
Dream against dreaming against all odds as I've been promoting the show. Um when you understand why you have those dreams that you're dreaming, when you understand why you see the visions that you're seeing, when you understand that although things may not look like those those dreams can ever come to pass, that those things were given to you specifically because you're going to be the person that brings them to pass. See, the thing about being a dreamer, the thing about being a visionary is that you get the, the pleasure and the the unenviable position of seeing things before anybody else sees them. And a lot of times when you present those ideas to people, it makes no sense. Can you imagine what it was like being the Wright brothers? Can you imagine what it was like being Henry Ford? Can you imagine what it was like being Thomas Edison? Can you imagine what it was like, you know, being those types of guys, being those types of people, and seeing something so massive that you can't even explain it? And it's so so massive and it's so incredibly unexplainable that it doesn't even make sense. And because it doesn't even make sense, I mean, let's even take Howard Hughes, for instance. I mean, he, he, he had a, a massive vision, and people thought he was crazy. But let's go, but I'm going to take you back to Romans 4 and 18. Abraham against hope, against all hope, believed in hope. That first word hope means that against everything, against the circumstances, the way they appeared, he believed in hope. That second hope is that he believed in the promise that God gave him. So understand this. You will begin to dream dreams. If you're not already dreaming, you will begin to see visions. But don't be don't be alarmed. Don't be afraid. You've been given those you've been given those visions for a reason. And just stay strong. Stay rooted and grounded spiritually in God. And those those very things that you have been given, you'll be given also the tools to help bring them to pass. Because, like I always tell tell you, that we're all interdependent. We all need need one another. We're not independent, as you know, it's been falsely stated so many times. We can't, you can't survive in this earth by yourself. We, we need each other. So, understand that your your dreams and your visions are very, 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 very important for the 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 absolute success of this universe. So. Keep moving forward. I want to encourage you with that today. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and, and go into the lesson. But actually, before I go into the lesson, I have to address something. <sighs> People, I made a, a, a terrible mistake. I actually, for those who don't know, I am from Detroit, Michigan. And I am an absolute avid Detroit sports fanatic. If Yes, I even like the Lions. Uh, the Lions didn't win a game last year. The first team in, in NFL history to never win a football game in one season, and I still love them. That's because that's, that's my hometown team. Well, my hometown hockey team lost last night, people. Can you believe it? They lost in Detroit. They lost the Stanley Cup Finals to the, the Pittsburgh Penguins. And earlier in the week, I had been telling people, you know, um, yeah, the Red Wings rule. The Red Wings are going to win. The Red Wings are going to blow them out, this, that, and the other. And, you know, they had two games just to win one game, and they lost both games. And I felt a little irritated, a little weird at the same time. But I was able to use it to my advantage to come up with a teaching lesson for today. And I can give credit to the Pittsburgh Penguins because they put up a great fight. They put up a great, great, great fight, and they, they came out victorious. Um in 
and, and going after your dreams, there's going to be some, sometimes there's going to be odds that just seem unsurmountable. I mean, think about it. You're, if you are the Pittsburgh Penguins and you're going up against the Stanley Cup champions from the year before, and you have to play them in, in a game seven in their house, and they beat you last year, and, they, they, and they've been undefeated in their, on their home ice all throughout the playoffs, well, excuse me, all throughout the finals. Chances look look really slim that you could actually pull that off and win. However, the dream was so important to them. That dream, that 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 vision of winning that Stanley Cup was so powerful to them that they, against all odds, against hope, they believed in hope. They believed in the fact that they that they had all. That if they were good enough to get to Game Seven, then by golly, gee Willigers, gosh darn it, they could actually win the Stanley Cup Finals. And that's a great place to be, people, to be put in a place where you have to prove that, that that divine nature that's inside of you is real. And that's what champions are made of. And I I saw a championship game last night between two champions, between two champions, and it just gave me the insight on a lot of things. So we want to um, – what the lesson today is how to dream against all odds. Um, I got eight – factors here that that played into what you saw happen last night if you are a hockey fan or if not um but this is what was this is these are some of the things that were in play and when connected together made this team a team of destiny so how to dream against all odds first things first you have to remain spiritually rooted and grounded you have to remain spiritually rooted and grounded so in understanding that in remaining spiritually rooted and grounded. The dream and the vision comes from our divine source. So in understanding that our dreams and our visions come from our divine source, it's almost impossible to try to, to execute this, this vision or try to execute this plan independent of that which gave you the vision. So... If you know without a shadow of a doubt that, that that what you're seeing, that, that, that vision that you have, that dream that you have, has come from uh, you know, the higher power, our divine nature, our, our creator, then you have to stay connected to him in order to get the, the details of how to execute and how to bring it to pass and how to, how to you know, go through you know, step by step to make it you know, something that people can actually see, that, to make it actually manifest. So, with that in mind, you have to actually you have to actually stay rooted and grounded spiritually. So, again, going back to uh, Romans four and eighteen, against hope, Abraham believed in hope. That means no matter what things look like, you got to stay connected to the, the source. You have to stay. It's like if you're in a building right now, or or uh, a house, or whatever, anything that's connected that has to, that has to have an outside source of electricity. What happens if the outside source of electricity is disconnected from the house? Well, that means that you won't have any power in the house, barring that you don't have a generator hooked up or something. So technically, we're the same way spiritually. If we're not connected to that source, that outside source, if we're not connected to that, to that, that, that power cord, then there's nothing to come into the house. There's nothing to... to to generate the things that are in the house. There's nothing to to 
causes things in the house to flourish. So we have to stay connected, and that gives, and that's on everything. That that that's across the board, mind, body, soul, and spirit. You have to stay connected spiritually for everything to to, to actually work. Step two. To how to dream against all odds, you have to keep the picture of your dream firmly planted in your imagination. You have to keep the picture of your dream firmly planted in your imagination. You have to keep the picture of your dream firmly planted in your imagination. Now, you probably are the only person that's going to see your vision the way you see it. And because of that, it is utterly important that you hold on to the picture because as of right now, you have the only view of it. Until it is manifest, you have the only view of it. Until you can actually sit down with with like-minded people and share that vision, you have the only view of it. And even when you're sharing your vision with other people, you still have the best view of it because it's your vision. Because it was given to you. So you have to hold on to it. And this this also goes into the law of attraction. You know, if you whatever you think about, you bring about uh, uh Lisa Lisa Nichols once said it, uh, during the secret. And that's so true. You have to think about it because actually what happens as you continue to think about it, you, you you see more and more details of it yourself. You get more clarity as you as you stay, you know, rooted and, and, and grounded spiritually and you stay locked, keep that vision locked in your imagination. You see more and more details. So the more details you see, the more details you can bring to life. Because the truth of the matter is, I can tell you all day about what it is I do. You can tell me all day about what it is you do. But it really doesn't matter if we can't translate it into some physical manifestation. So you have to, so by keeping that picture rooted and grounded and, and, and locked in your imagination, you get a chance to see it. You get a chance to run it back. You get a chance to play it fast forward. You get a chance to re- rewind it real fast. You get a chance to slow it down. You get a chance to take snapshots of it and see the different pieces of it. That's what makes the great great. It's being able to use your imagination for something great. To being able to use your imagination to actually, you know, get the just extract out, you know, the greatness from from within inside yourself. So after you've after you, you you're you're remaining rooted and grounded spiritually, you've kept the picture of your dream firmly planted in your imagination. You have to thirdly you have to find examples of faith, courage, and boldness. Find examples of faith, courage, and boldness. Find examples of faith, courage, and boldness. When I say find examples of faith, courage, and boldness, um. What I think of most, first and foremost, about faith, courage, and boldness, I think of people who have overcome things, people who stand up to to challenges, people who who don't, you know, shirk their responsibilities. I look at people like um, like our president Barack Obama. Uh, I look at people like, you know, you got uh, coaches and, and and things like that. You got people who who teach their teach their people. How to stand tall? It could be your pastor. It could be, um, you know, you can take scriptural uh, references. People out the Bible. You can take, you know, anything that that shows shows you how to believe, how to stand tall, and then how to how to step out. 
those are those are the images you, that you need to surround yourself with at that moment. I personally like reading quotes from uh, famous people. I like reading quotes from people like Thomas Edison, uh, Albert Einstein, Helen Keller, uh, people who who surmounted tremendous odds to do what it is they, that they do, and, and the people who have left an indelible mark on society as we know it. So I encourage you to find examples of faith, courage, and boldness. So after you've found it, after you've done that, after you you, you know you're definitely now you're you are spiritually rooted and grounded. You have the picture of your dream firmly planted in your imagination. You have found examples of faith, courage, and boldness. The fourth thing you you have to do in order to dream against all odds is surround yourself with dream nurturing people, places, and things. Surround yourself with dream nurturing people, places, and things. Surround yourself with pe- with dream nurturing people, places, and things. In other words, the environment that you're around, the environment that you're that you're in, is conducive to something. What that environment is conducive to is very very important to whether or not this dream will ever see the light of day. The environment that you are a part of is conducive to something. What it's conducive to is very essential to whether or not that dream that's inside of you will ever see the light of day. Which, In other words, if there's somebody around you who does not see your vision, cannot see your vision, won't accept the fact that you have a vision, they cannot be near you during the infancy stages of this dream. It's just like when you see... Um, a, a, a pregnant woman, there's certain things that she can't allow to be around her during the beginning stages of the pregnancy. There's certain people that can't come around her because she has to she has to keep her focus on making sure that this baby sees the light of day. She has to keep her focus on making sure that this th- this 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 thing that's inside of her that she can't even see yet gets all the nourishment that it needs. That it, it gets, you know, the, the, that it has her with the proper amount of rest. And, and as a dreamer, you're, you're like a mother bringing forth life. And you have to make sure that the, the life that, that's inside of you has a, has a chance to, to win and thrive once it comes out of you. So that means that the environment, that means the people around you have to be people that uplift and not tear down. The, the places that you go to have to be places that are, are reputable and, and not you know, shifty and, and, and dirty. You have to make sure the things that you are connected to are, are things that are are, are, are good and, and, and wholesome because you want what that which is inside of you to come forth into to good territory, onto good ground. So you're you're spiritually rooted and grounded. You have a firm picture of your dream in your imagination. You have found examples of faith, courage, and boldness. And now you have surrounded yourself with dream-nurturing people, places, and things. Fifth step to dreaming against all odds is to find a coach or mentor to push you towards the manifestation of your dream. Find a coach or mentor to push you towards the manifestation of your dream. Find a coach or mentor to push you towards the manifestation of your dream. 
I had my mentor, uh, Mr. Greg Hardin, on last week, and I have to tell you that without a shadow of a doubt, had I not uh, met him, I wouldn't be where I am today. There, there's just there's no way around it. Because there were times when I didn't want I, that I was seeing these dreams, I was seeing these visions, I was experiencing stuff, and people was talking about me because it didn't make sense that I was pursuing the stuff I was pursuing, and and everybody else was doing things a certain way, and I was going down a different path. I was beating to the, the um, I was beating, uh, you know, basically moving to the, the beat of a different drummer. And I had to find somebody who could actually understand what it was I was going through. And in understanding what I was going through. My coach, my mentor, Mr. Greg Harden, pushed me. He wouldn't let me. He wouldn't let me sack on myself. He wouldn't let me sit. You know, sit still. He wouldn't let me. You know, be complacent. He made me. He cha- he made me be who I am because he challenged me to do it. He wouldn't let me get comfortable. He wouldn't let me. You know, take a day off. Pretty much, even when I was failing in certain areas of my life, when it came down to doing this thing right here, this thing, this very thing that I'm doing right now with you guys. When it came to doing this, he was on me. He called me. He sent me emails. He text messaged me. You know, he still does that even today. You know, I, I talked to him at least twice a week now. Over the course of the last, you know, couple months now, we've, we've really reconnected because, you know, sometimes you have to, as things progress, as things grow, you have to let go of the, 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 the control that you may have had over it. Not so much the control, but the um the guidance because you have to let you have to let people grow. You have to let people, you know, become who they're supposed to become. Uh even like as a parent, you know that once you uh, once your child gets to a certain age, you gotta let them, you know, fall down on their own. You gotta let them bump their head on their own. Because they have to be able to thrive on their own without you. But even still, there you know, there's there when you when you have that contact it it's in love, but it's also saying, Hey, you know, are you doing what you're supposed to do? Are you still making strides towards, you know, being a person you're supposed to be? Are you still, you know, being who you say you are? And that accountability is is a uh, is a great thing, and, and that's what a coach and a mentor does. It gives you accountability. You said that you you going to be a that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Then 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 prove it. You think that you can go out here and and change the world and prove it? Even myself now, being a coach and coaching other people. I, I hold people to the same standard I was held that Mr. Harden held me to, and that he holds me to, and the same standard I hold myself to. So the two-way street is is you you want this thing, you hold yourself to the standard, then you then you get somebody who can keep you on that standard because they they're going to hold you to that standard that you said that you that you're going to be held to. So you're spiritually rooted and grounded. You have a firm picture of your dream and your imagination. You found examples of faith, courage, and boldness. You've surrounded yourself with dream nurturing people, places, and things. You have found yourself a coach or mentor to push you towards the manifestation of your dreams. The sixth thing to dream it against all odds is to make massive steps towards your dreams daily. Make massive steps towards your dreams daily. Make massive steps towards your dreams every day. This is one of the most important pieces of the puzzle. Because if it's if you believe something, you're going to act accordingly. If if I told you right now that there's a million dollars right in the middle of Peachtree Street, well, first and foremost, if there's a million dollars right in the middle of Peachtree Street right now, I would put the show on hold and I'll go get it. Then I'll come back and tell you that the show is going to be postponed for the rest of the day. But ser- seriously, if I told you that there 
that there's a million dollars wherever it is you are you're at right now in the world, right down the street from you. I don't think I would have to talk to you and convince you too long that if you don't go get it, it won't be there in the, in the next five minutes. It probably won't be there in the next five seconds if you don't get out quick enough. Well, that's the same thing you got to look at with your goals. You got to step out just like it's a million dollars right outside, and if you don't hurry and get out there, somebody else is going to take your million dollars. You have to take steps towards your dreams just like that, just like that, with that sense of urgency. You got to take not just little baby steps, but massive steps because now you see it, and if you don't, and if you don't work towards it, it's not going to come to pass. You have to. You have to know that you know that that, that that thing that you're seeing, that thing that you believe is, is true inside of you, that you have to go get it. Whatever you have to do to go get it, go get it. One of the massive steps I took towards accomplishing my goals is to do this show. I was scared out of my mind because I wanted to do this show so bad. I've been wanting to do a radio show for years. And I've told you this in previous shows. I've been wanting to do a radio show for years. But, I, you know, I didn't finish my degree or, you know, I'm this or I'm that. And here's the truth of the matter. That stuff doesn't matter. What you're not doesn't matter because you're not being held accountable for what you're not. You're only being held accountable for what you are and, and don't do with. In other words, the things that you are will decide and determine what you'll have, not the things you don't have. If I don't have it, then I can't, I don't, I'm not worried about it right now. I'm not even focused on it. I'm, I can fo- but what I do have in my hands right now is deciding my future. What I'm doing, what I have in my hands right now, is deciding my future. So, in understanding that, I take massive steps towards my dreams and my goals with what I have in my hand now. Don't look back, which in which you may have missed. Don't look back uh, on things that you may not have, but what you have in your hand now, go forward with it massively. You know, if if you have to, if you you know, if you're doing network marketing, you know that if you don't make any phone calls, if you don't go out and make contact with people, then you're not going to sell any in your product. I sold insurance and I and I did a horrible job at selling insurance. One of the things I can tell you I failed at was not taking massive steps every day. You have to take massive steps every day. You can't lose confidence. You have to stay focused on the fact that this is something that you can do. I, you know, we have you know one of our guests come on later in the show, he's an he's an artist. He's a recording artist. If he sits still every day and doesn't step up to you know to the plate, he won't sell anything. He won't be visible. He he has to. And one thing I I know about this young man that we're bringing on later, he, you know, he he's the epitome of taking massive steps. He believes in himself so much that he has been flooding. He has been flooding. He has been flooding the internet with his material because guess what? He believes in himself. And now if if he believes in himself, then somebody else is gonna believe in him too. Somebody who's in a position to to make some massive happen for him. And that's what it's gonna take people. You have to you have to believe in yourself without a shadow of a doubt. Above and beyond anything anybody can say about you, you got to believe in yourself, and that's what gives you the power to take massive steps daily. So, you're you're spiritually rooted and grounded. You have a firm picture of your dream planted in your imagination. You found examples of faith, courage, and boldness. You have surrounded yourself with dream nurturing people, places, and things. You found a coach or mentor to push you towards the manifestation of your dreams. You're making massive steps towards your goals daily towards your dreams daily towards your vision daily the seventh step to dreaming against all odds is to encourage someone else to pursue their dreams encourage someone else to pursue their dreams 
encourage someone else to pursue their dreams. So in encouraging someone else to pursue their dreams, what you're saying is that I'm not selfish. I know that if that I can't do I can't realize my dream alone. Vice versa, this person over here can't realize their dream alone either. But I know that, that it's a universal principle that when you give, it's given back to you. you God set this universe up that, that such that when you give, and you give out of your heart, and you give with your heart, as unto him, that the universe is designed to give back to you. So when you go out and you help somebody realize their dreams, guess what just happened? You just created a day, and you just created a... Uh, 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 a date for your dream to come to pass. Someone has just been assigned a to help you realize your dream the moment you go out and help somebody else realize their dream. When you get involved in somebody else's vision, God will put himself in your vision. And people, places, and things will, will, will rally to, to help you realize your goals. That's one thing I, I hope that I, I'm doing with this show. I hope that as we, you know, we talk, and as you hear my voice, and as you hear, you know, the things coming forth from me, that, you know, I'm encouraging you to realize your dreams, that you, that you're, that you're receiving encouragement every time we talk, because I, I really want you to be everything that you can be. It makes me, it makes my heart feel good to know that, you know, people are, are encouraged by the things I do, because I, I, I really want to see people realizing their dreams. I want to see people living a good life. I mean, it's just. It's time out for living second rate. It's time out for living underneath our standards. You know, substandard human existence is, existence is just unacceptable. That's the reason why I call this show creating a championship standard of living. We, we're, we're meant to be champions. We're more than conquerors. Let's, let's live a championship standard of living on every, every level of life, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, financially. There's nothing wrong with having money. And I'll tell you that again. There's nothing wrong with having money. Money answers all things. It's just the love of money that's evil. Money is just a tool. Money is, is, there's nothing different between money and a garden rake. They're both tools. If you use them properly, you'll get a, a, a great result with them. So, you're rooted and grounded spiritually. You have a picture of your dream firmly planted in your imagination. You found examples of faith, courage, and boldness. You've surrounded yourself with dream-nurturing people, places, and things. You found a coach or mentor to push you towards the manifestation of your dreams. You've Make and are making massive steps towards your dreams daily. And now you are encouraging someone else to pursue their dreams. And my eighth and final tip, my eighth and final key, my eighth and final step, stay tenacious. Stay tenacious. Stay tenacious. Tenacity is, is what some people call hustle. Some people call it grinding. It's, it's when you, 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 you stay locked on that vision so tough that it's got to come to pass. If this thing don't come to pass, then something even better is going to come to pass because you, you, you're locked on the fact that I'm going to get this. I'm going to make this. This thing is going to happen. This is going to come to pass. This thing is going to happen. And like I said, you know, I got a, another guest coming on who has, has been a very tenacious individual who, who you know, fought for a, 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 a beauty pageant. She, she was a beauty pageant contestant and actually uh, lost. But it's something about, you know, tasting defeat. It it it, it and it just it doesn't taste good at all. It doesn't taste good to lose, and that's what was going on with the Pittsburgh Penguins last night when they beat my Red Wings. They tasted defeat last year in their own house. 
And what better way to get to get revenge is massive success. But it it comes by being tenacious. It comes by by doing everything you can do to be the best. It it comes by just without a shadow of a doubt letting go of anything you think contrary to the successful execution and successful manifestation of your dreams. So here's how to dream against all odds. Remain spiritually rooted and grounded. Keep the picture of your dream firmly planted in your imagination. Find examples of faith, courage, and boldness. Surround yourself with dream-nurturing people, places, and things. Find a coach or mentor to push you towards the manifestation of your dreams. Make massive steps towards your dreams daily. Encourage someone else to pursue their dreams and stay tenacious. People, I am, I'm excited about stuff like this. This gets me going. I don't know about you, but I'm, ex- I'm, I'm on fire right now. <laughs> now, I'm so, I'm so on fire, I actually got into the message and forgot to give you the presidential wisdom for the week. So, you know, the presidential wisdom is a, a quote from our 44th president, uh, Barack Obama. This week's presidential wisdom is, through hard work and sacrifice, each of us can pursue our individual dreams but still come together as one American family to ensure the next generation can pursue their dreams as well. I'll repeat that. Through hard work and sacrifice, each of us can pursue our individual dreams but still come together as one American family to ensure that the next generation can pursue their dreams as well. People, this is, this is, this is, this is an honor for me. Um, I get a chance to, to, um, to talk to you and, and coach you and encourage you. And not only that, but I get a chance to also bring people who are are as encouraging as well onto the show to interview. And um, I'm going to get ready to interview someone who is, um, this person is near and dear to my heart, uh, whether they know it or not. I'm, I'm sure he knows it. But um, this young man, I've, I had the pleasure of watching this young man develop as a person. And... Um, is is it's just an honor to see how how well he's he's moving in his career and how how tenacious he's kept his mind on focused uh, you know on focusing on the things he really wants to see and not the things he doesn't want to see and without a shadow of a doubt he he's making things happen um I'm gonna read to his bio um our next guest is um a young man he's a, a rap artist from Harlem New York um he's I mean, he, he's he's taking the, world, the rap world by storm. He's taking hip hop by storm. He's taking music by storm. He's taking his career. He's taking his genre by storm. Um, he's also doing modeling. He's appeared on uh, MTV Sucker Free, BET's Rap City, and he's been publishing many articles, uh, including the Source Magazine, Scratch Magazine, uh, IB Concept Magazine, as well as he's done major interviews on um, several websites such as AllHipHop.com. HipHopDX.com and BallerStatus.net. Um, this young man is a an alum of the University of Michigan and also an, a Howard University graduate. I'd like for you all to give a warm welcome to um, hip hop recording artist Esso. Sir, are you there? Yeah, yeah. What up, Miles? How you doing, sir? What's going on, man? How's everything? Everything is good, man. I'm, I'm excited because. I get a chance to to bring championship caliber people on this show each week, and I get a chance to bring you on here. And it's this it's, it's like, man, you're just blowing stuff out the water. Man, I'm trying to, man. Thanks for having me on the show too. It's a it's a like I said, it's a pleasure and it's an honor. Um, what what 
tell the people um, so some of the things that you got going on right now. Cause I, I've been look, following you on Twitter and Facebook, and, and man, you like you're dropping new albums each and every week. <laughs> My Twitter interviews. game is crazy right now. <laughs> um, I mean, as far as what's going on right now, I released the EP um, back on May 7th, which was called Lifestyles of the Young and Ignorant. Um, that was like a six-song EP, basically um, like an introduction to people who may not have been as familiar with my music okay. to, um, to some of like my musical influences. And I mean, you know, being someone who grew up in New York in the 90s, obviously like my musical influences are like the Jay-Zs and the Nas's and the Biggies of the world, you know, the Tupacs and Snoops. So that was kind of like, you know, a tribute to that era as well as, you know, me making the music that kind of raised me. Right. So so that was that. Um that that went on to get reviewed by um Double XL magazine on their oh, wow. website. Um it's, it's gotten a lot of love um online. Then um we shot a video for a freestyle that I did called Flight School and um that's that's been opening up a lot of doors also just just bringing a visual aspect to people. And then um I have another project that I'm working on for August which um I can't really give away what it is. I'll I'll tell you that offline, but um okay. yeah, we'll talk it's, about that. it's 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 something that um uh, people are really going to be I I think they're going to be uh surprised by and I I really challenge myself to um to take on one of the greatest albums of all time and and see what I could what I could do with it. So I'm I'm really excited to see how people respond to that. Okay. So what are some of your influences in, in, in your music? You know, I hear you say the Jay Z and the Nas's, but are, do you have any like do you do classical? Classical? Are there some classical artists that you know may have influenced some of the things you do? Um, I think I mean I, I grew up. You know, my parents weren't like necessarily into rap at all, really growing up. So of course, you know, I, I grew up on on that good old Motown sound, and yes, you know, a lot of you know great soul music, and I think that that kind of influences me lyrically to always want to make sure that I'm saying something, you know, like even, even in the most, if you want to say ignorant song, there's still a message, you know what I mean? Like, so, and I, I think that, that definitely influenced me. And um, more recently, you know, the, the deeper I get into actually being a rap artist, the less and less I actually listen to rap. So I've been listening to a lot of different genres, and um, kind of like taking inspiration from what other people do in their music because, you know, one of the things that I don't ever want to do is feel like I'm starting to sound like somebody else. Right. Right. And I think it's important that whenever you're uh, you're bringing to, you're bringing to life something that nobody else can. Absolutely. And, and I mean, you know, when it comes down to it, we all grow up, you know, differently, you know, even though we go through the same things. Right. You know, so so what what makes me different as an artist than anybody else is really just the perspective that that I bring to you know telling the stories of the things that I've seen or the things that I've been around or the things that have affected me, and I think that's what what really gives the artist the potential to be great is to like allow other people to have a chance to step into your world. Right, right. I think even you know what I'm doing now as a coach and as a motivational speaker, I'm you know I, I'm doing what you're doing, but I'm not. You know, putting it to beats and rhymes. I'm right, doing, absolutely doing the same thing. But cause I, I totally understand. Um, what is what is it that you know? If somebody was to follow you for a day and watch your daily routine, what would they pick up from you to to make them successful in their own life? Hmm. Um. Wow. <laughs> I guess. Um. Really, just like being being disciplined 
um, I never, I never force myself to try and do something, you know, like, like I know a lot of artists that, you know, they'll, they'll say like they write a song a day or, you know, they, they, they make sure that they do one thing a day. Like I never try and force creativity. I always allow things to happen in, right. in their own time, right. you know, and I think that, that it takes a certain degree of confidence to even let yourself think that way, right. you know, because cause a lot of people, they think that, you know, time is against them. And uh, like, I'll give you, I'll give you a perfect example. Like um, a lot of people, especially in the rap world have continued to have a conversation about um, last year's double XL top 10 freshman cover. Okay. Right. And uh, people will always say to me, like, you know, are you mad that you weren't on the cover or, you know, like it's, it's whack that you weren't on it. And I always say to them, but you know what? I'm actually glad that I wasn't on that cover because all of those guys have been under a microscope for the last year. Right. And that last year of me being under less of a microscope, I've actually had a chance to go and find out like what my sound really is and develop that, you know, without having to, to live up to the pressure of somebody saying, oh, he has to do it this year, right. you know? So, right. so now if, if, you know, by, by some chance I make it on there this year, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad because I feel like I've already figured it out, you know, and, and that a bit like, I guess really if, if you want to try and boil it down to one thing is I always let things develop in their own time. You know, right. I try not to force people. I never force relationships with, you know, with the people who I do know in the industry who, who can make things happen because I know, you know, there are people who are, who are trying to force their hand all day, every day. Right. You know, and, and, to, when, when you develop good relationships with people, it, it's stronger than, you know, just meeting them and get them to do something for you tomorrow. Right. So, you know, I think patience, confidence, and, um, and work ethic, you know, like I'm, I'm doing, whether I say I'm going to specifically do something every day, I'm doing something every day towards furthering my career. Right. Whether, you know, but it's not one specific thing. It, it might be one day, you know, I write a song or, or I record you know, four or five songs, or, you know, it, it might just be going to an event and showing my face and networking, or, you know, it might be calling another artist who, who I'm cool with just to, you know, de-stress about some of the things that, that we collectively go through. Right. But, you know, every day I'm doing something towards pushing forward, but I don't ever, it, it gets to the point where it's so natural, I don't even have to look at it like I'm, you know, like I'm doing something anymore. Right. It, that's just, that's just my life now. Right. Right, and that's that's the point I was trying to make. You know, you you take massive steps towards your your dreams every day, but just by doing what you 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 know is correct. You know, right. networking and calling people, and it doesn't always mean you have to be in the studio, but it's always move, doing moving in the right direction. Right. So, tell the people about you know your 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 success as a a model now. I, I've I've been seeing you on a lot of uh, covers now. <laughs> Nah, nah. I, I had um, I did, I did one ad campaign. I'm, I'm no model. I, <laughs> I don't, I don't need people already think that I'm, I'm cocky or I'm arrogant. I don't need to people to think that I'm a model because I'm not. I'm, I'm an artist. And you know, if if somebody, you know, if somebody wants to put me in their ad campaign, I have no problem with it. I'm, I'm not necessarily. I won't turn it down as long as you know it helps my brand out. But I'm not, you know, really going out there actively pursuing the modeling industry. Right, I totally understand that. Well, Esso, we, we, you know, we, we've enjoyed having you on. We got to move on in the show. I want you to um, 
let give the people a word of encouragement. You know, people. Who, you know, it might be somebody on here who, who's a, a musician, who's an artist, who who needs to to hear it from a person who's in in the middle of the business doing it to encourage them to move forward, and then also let people know where we can find you. Um, as, as far as as far as words of encouragement, uh, one one thing that I definitely live by is um, it's real simple, and it's um, great is not good enough. You know, it's something that I have tattooed on my arm because um, I, I feel like, you know, in order for you to actually achieve all of the things that you want to do, and I know I set a lot of goals for myself, you have to be better than just good. Right. You really have to be better than just great. You have to push yourself to always outdo yourself every time you do something. Right. And if, if you work that hard towards the things that you, in your heart, know that you want out of your life, then no one can really take that away from you. You know, and there are a lot of times where where hard work will will beat out talent. But if you if you're lucky enough to have the combination of a good work ethic and and talent, then you know the world is your oyster. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So where can we find you? So, uh, as far as where to find me, uh, I have a, a new website slash blog. That's um, thesoexperience.com. www.the e s s o e x p e r i e n c e dot com. Um, you can also find me on Twitter, twitter.com slash high s o h i e s s o, myspace dot com slash s o e s s o. Um, and other than that, man, I'm I'm here. If you're in New York, you'll run into me sooner or later. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, sorry, it's been an honor and a pleasure, and I look forward because I'll be in New York soon. So I look forward to. Uh, you know, catch yeah, up. man, de- definitely. Let, let me know whenever you're getting up here. We, we got a lot of catching up to do. Yes, sir. All right, sir, we, we appreciate you. All right, man, thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it, Miles. You're so welcome. All right, man. All right. Well, people, that, this is, um, this like I said, this this is creating a championship standard of living, and, and we have people on this show who are champions, with people who they they may, they not, may not be perfect. They may not be, you know, your ideal of what a person should be, but they're doing it. They're getting it done. And that's what that's what it's all about. It's about getting it done. It's about seeing a vision, seeing a dream, and going and getting it. And um, I can say I can speak for Esso. He's a, that's a, a, a class act young man. I, I've seen him seen him grow since I, he was a freshman in college. I, and I know that, you know, the, the world really truly is his oyster. Um, so now we get to bring on our next guest. Uh, our next guest is a dynamic young lady. She's um, a wife, a mother, a student, a social activist, um, uh, a glamour girl, everything you want, everything you can think of wrapped up in one person. She's it. She embodies every woman. <laughs> um, she's a graduate of Michigan State University. She's former Miss Michigan USA. She's an actress, a model, and she's also a mechanical engineer turning into an MD. And on top of that, She's an NBA wife <laughs> working on a fiction novel in her spare time. And, you know, I, I ripped this from her Twitter page, but, you know, it. wow, without a shadow of a doubt, wow. Um, it's with great honor that I bring to you Miss, Mrs. Ho- um, excuse me, Mrs. Kenya Howard-Bell to the show. Kenya, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, I hear you very well. All right. How are you doing, Miles? I'm doing great. It's, it's an honor to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. <laughs> It's um I think people when they really know the truth about what goes on into to putting their um putting on a or getting ready for a pageant mm-hmm. as you've done so well, um 
they really underestimate how important it is, how preparation is, how important preparation it really is. Um, you know, I've, I've done my research, and I know that in 2000 you competed for Miss Michigan USA, and you know you were the first runner-up. Yes. Um, how was your preparation for that particular event? Um, it's actually a funny story. Most girls that do pageants, at least from what I found, they do pageants for years. I mean, they'll start off um, doing it in their teenage years, and um, then they'll usually do the Miss, you know, Michigan or the Michigan USA or Michigan America. They'll do it year after year after year, sometimes four or five years before they win. Um, I had never done a pageant before in my life, Um, and I was at Michigan State, and I just actually (laughs) saw it as a classified ad in the the state news. (laughs) And I said – Oh, that's cool. <laughs> so I was completely unprepared the first year, but okay. um, I I went in. I didn't know what to expect, and I think it was my rawness uh-huh. that they were attracted to, and the fact that I mean I've um, I'm all I've always been a good speaker. Um, I'm pretty quick witted, and um, you know I, I don't look that bad. I guess I guess I look okay. <laughs> so with those things together, I mean the 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 judges, you know, the first year they were they they loved me and they were and um but I I didn't win. I was first one runner up. I thought it was a great experience, but I didn't plan on doing it again. And actually, um I was just very proud of myself for, you know, where I had what I'd done and and uh, especially going in there not knowing, you know, not preparing. I mean, most of the girls have coaches beforehand. Um you know, they know what to expect. I had no clue. But um, the pageant actually um, called me up, and they said, we really think that you should do it again. You were awesome. You were amazing. And I said, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> and it was actually my husband now, uh, Charlie Bell, uh, who plays for the Bucks, giving him a shout-out. He um, he actually found me a sponsor um, without me knowing and said, you should do it again. And um, so since I had the sponsor and everything, I kind of reluctantly said, okay. And then the second time I went in, I knew more of what to expect. I was uh, prepared as far as um, uh, makeup and as far as um, questions, interview questions and everything like that. And so I won. So, you know, it was great. And for me, my story, I think, is very different from most of the girls. But, um, you know, that's my story. Wow. So you had absolutely no beauty pageant experience, and you None. were able to get first runner-up on the first try. Yeah, yep. and I actually looked at Tyra on um, a couple fashion shows to get my walk together <laughs> before I went out on stage. Wow. <laughs> and I just kind of copied her walk, and I guess it worked. So, um, wow. But, I mean, now, now that was my Miss Michigan, um, but Miss USA was a whole other ballgame. I mean, that day I had a trainer. Um, I um, the first day I went in there, his name was Rocco, and the first day I went into to his gym, I threw up. <laughs> okay, <laughs> no joke. Wow. <laughs> um, I was top ten at Miss USA, and I actually have the highest swimsuit preliminary score to date. I broke the record. Oh wow! For, uh, for yeah, so that's a cool little fact that um, most people don't know. But um, yeah, that was a whole another ball game. I mean, I trained and trained. They, I had a somebody who taught me how to walk, taught me how to stand, who worked me out every day. Um, I ended up, wow, by the time I went in there, I had a six-pack. I was, like, <laughs> on point, you know, and, and it's a lot of work. And the best thing about beauty pageants, when I came out of beauty pageants, 
um, realizing is that they make you have to know who you are and what your strengths are, and they make you proud of being you. I mean, because if you go on that stage and you are not proud of how you look, who you are, how you walk, how you answer questions and present yourself, the judges can see it. They know it, you know, and you wouldn't even make it to, you know, to the top ten of anything. Um, and so you have, and, and they can throw any question at you, and you have to be able to answer it. So you have to know who you are, and that's the best. And you have to love who you are, and that's right. the best thing about pageants. Wow. So you're telling me that if you don't show confidence, it can affect your score. Oh, definitely. Yeah, you definitely have to be confident. I mean, any little, any slight hint of you know um, timidness or. Or, or not being confident in, in yourself, you can see it. Even when you answer questions, if you're not confident that the answer that you're giving is a good answer, you can tell, you know. I think that's that's so true in life, though. A lot of times people uh, don't really uh, walk confidently, and they, they, you know, they walk into a room sometimes maybe with their head down or, you know, even like in job interviews and you see people, good qualified people, not leaving with the job. Exactly. Yep. And, and and people, you know, people talk about patents in a bad way all the time. I mean, and there are some girls who represent them um, in a bad way, but that is exactly it. I mean, they teach you how to walk into the room and command attention. Okay. You know, I can do that to this day, and um, it's something that you learn from doing pageants. You know, Beyonce did pageants, and okay. she still has her pageant walk and her pageant stance. And that's actually something that you learn. It's how to command attention when you walk in a room. Wow. See, that's something I would have never known. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. So I know you, you mentioned now that you, you've since the uh, the passion, you, you've married your, your, your college sweetheart, Charlie Bell. Mm-hmm. Um, how does your relationship now help you, you know, as you're moving towards, you know, a, a new set of goals now, not just um, – doing pageants and things like that, but now you're you're taking a mechanical engineering degree and turning it into a, a, a medical doctor degree. Um how how is that relationship, you know, helping you now? Right. Um on top well, of the fact that you're an NBA wife. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, and then now I'll have kids and everything, so everything's a little bit more complicated. But um I think um as far as my relationship with Charlie goes, um it's been, I kind of, once we uh, we got married, I moved around a lot with him okay. um, because that's just the nature of the beast. I mean, in the NBA, they move around. And so I was, I was actually a manager at General Motors, and um, I was on a management track to become um, like a, a top manager in okay. the firm, which I'm actually glad that I'm not there anymore since right. they just went bankrupt. But, um, and I had to make a decision when... I decided to get married and be with him, you know, leave my job because um, I've always been very self-reliant. Um, my mom always told me, if you don't do anything else, get your education. Right. You know, because that's something that nobody can ever take away from you no matter what you do in life. But um, I think uh, so I did that, and I've always been very self-sufficient and self-reliant. And so when I got married to him, I had to kind of leave everything behind. And so at that point, I decided that, okay, Charlie Bell is going to be my job <laughs> Okay. because he did not get drafted out of college. Um, he um, ended up going overseas to play. He wasn't in the NBA. Um, uh, you know, he didn't have a big contract in the NBA right offhand. And so I decided at that point, you know, I am good at managing. 
Um, I'm very good at telling people what to do. <laughs> I'm not as good at taking direction. So, you know, I don't know much about basketball, but I'm going to learn, and I'm, he's going to be my job. And he'll tell you to this day, I mean, literally, I was in the, in the gym rebounding. Uh, we would be there at night. I still do it. I was just in the gym yesterday here in Milwaukee at the training facility rebounding for him. And actually, that's how, that's how I get my workout. But oh, wow. um, I, was in the, I was in the gym in Europe rebounding. I was um, at every single game critiquing, um, just having him talk, tell him, oh, you know, I think it's a good idea probably if you talk to the coach, you know. And um, I think that me being there and just, pushing, you know, because it gets hard sometimes, you know, right. I mean, but being, being an athlete in, in the NBA is, is very difficult. I mean, that's the highest level. And to get there, I mean, you have to be pushed. You need somebody there. And I think I made that my job. And so now that he's where he wanted to be and he's successful, I mean, he got an eight-year deal, eight-year contract. Um, oh, wow. Uh, I mean, well, well, he got a five-year contract, but he, it'll be his eighth year in the NBA once his five-year contract is up. But, um, you know, I, I feel like I've always wanted to um, be a doctor. I've always wanted to be an MD. And so now I, I said to him, okay, so, you know, we've we've done your thing. It's your turn to help me do my thing, which he um, is very happy to help me with. So, I mean, it's going to be more complicated because, like I said, he's still in the NBA. He still may get traded. So I'm actually going to take the MCAT next summer and try to, like, prolong it. Well, I want to be able to get into any – medical school that I want so just you know I can go wherever I want to be but um yeah he's very supportive and um um so that's kind of where we are now and that's how that's how I'm you know doing this little thing now I love hearing that I mean I I, you know you hear so many reports about you know people dreamers and and people moving forward in their in their lives and and that when they move forward you know their spouses can't understand how to help them or sometimes just turn it back on them but this is like this is beautiful stuff to hear this because you know um it gives me hope for myself you know I'm, I'm moving forward and and one day i can get married to somebody who could support me and, and vice versa i can support them back i mean this is this is stuff that people need to hear right yeah yeah i i think that that's what marriage is about i mean i think that's what life is about i think right. we all should support each other in any way that we can um and that's that's another reason uh, and now on my Twitter page, I do. I decided to do every Sunday. I'm doing a grant a wish. It's called Grant a Wish Sunday, and especially with the recession, the economy being so bad, and me being blessed to be in the position that I'm in. Every Sunday, I'm taking requests from people, and um, you tweet me a request, and I choose one, and I grant whatever that request is. Oh wow! And I, I just started it last Sunday. Last Sunday, I got a request from. Um, a tweeter that her cousins, um, her cousin had died at 34 years old, 34 year old of cancer. She had four young girls, and um, she just simply wanted a letter for from me to the girls as a Miss Michigan, you know, just to help support them in in this horrible time for them. Because um, I mean, I'm I'm 34, you know, that's not too far away from my age, and and that's crazy, wow. you know, with four young girls. So. I actually sent them uh, on a little shopping spree, a $500 shopping spree, and I wrote them a letter and sent them a signed um, um, picture, autographed picture for me. And um, so just something that simple. Um, you know, I, I'm hoping that I made those girls' day, um, and and um, I'm going to do something like that every Sunday. So. Wow. 
and that, you know, that, and that, that to me that that even goes uh, that's going above and beyond being just you know Miss Michigan, going above and beyond just being you know NBA wife. Being it, you, you, you just transcended anything anybody could ever think you were, because you're showing that you have a heart, you know, a compassionate heart towards people, and I, I mean. That changes my whole view, you know. You know, because like I said, I may have had some, some preconceived notions about pageants myself, but right. you just, you know, just debunked a, bu- a bunch of myths for me. <laughs> I'm serious. Well, I'm just one person. <laughs> I think that you have to look at every person individually. I think when you, you know, I mean, you can't group people together. Everybody's different, and yeah. um, you know, I, I think you just kind of have to work life like that. Just. Right, right. I totally understand that. But totally thank you, that. though. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> so. Kenya, we, we're going to wrap up soon, but I want you, before we leave, to give the audience, it could be a, a young lady out there right now. Actually, there's there's a, a new a friend of mine who's actually getting ready to run uh, for a pageant here in Georgia. And um, just give somebody an encouraging word to um, to continue to pursue their goals and their dreams and their visions uh, without, um, regardless of what situations may come up. Um, I would just say to anybody who's about to do anything um, in life that they really want, the first thing before before you step out and and, and do it, do whatever it is that that you are, you know, you really want to do, learn who you are and love who you are. You know, nobody's perfect. None of us are perfect, but we are who we are. Never compete against the person next to you. Compete against yourself. You know, you always want to be a better person than you were yesterday. And as long as you love who you are, it doesn't matter if you never win a single pageant ever. If you are confident in who you are and you love who you are and you know that you put your best foot forward, then you will be successful. And I know. (laughs) What else can you say after that? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's nothing else to say after that. Like my mom told me, that's something they can never take away. So, right. um, you know, school is no joke. Do not play. You know, you when you're young, I know you're young and you want to be silly and you want to be doing other things. But I guarantee by the time you get my age, if you do not get your education, you will regret it. You will regret it. So I will also say that that is the most important thing that you can do is get your education. Yes, ma'am. And, um, I want to thank you, Kenya. I uh, also want to thank uh, Mr. Charlie Bell for uh, allowing you to, you know, be with <laughs> he us here today. Allow me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're welcome, Mom. We, 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 just so let know. I, I definitely appreciate him. Uh, I appreciate you. I appreciate your family, and I, and I'm praying for you guys to to be blessed beyond belief. You know, for what you're doing for um, for others, I, I'm pretty sure, and I'm, I can, can say this confidently: God is going to abundantly do it for you, right, right. even thank even you. more. Thank you. Well, thanks, Miles. Thanks for having me. Thank you. So welcome, Kenya. All right. And we'll talk to you later. Talk to you later. Well, people, this is um, the part of the show that um, I uh, know it's coming each week, but I, I kind of get sentimental because that means that it's time to close out the show. Um, I want you all to know that it is my heart, it is my passion to present you with um, quality content to help you, you know, in your life, to realize your dreams, to to make those visions come to pass. Uh, without a shadow of a doubt, I want to um, acknowledge 
our guest today, uh, uh, Esso, uh, Mrs. Kenya Howard Bell, uh, and just want to give some special acknowledgments to Mr. Charlie Bell. We uh, we appreciate you. Um, even though you know we know you you weren't on the show today, but you you allowed your wife to be here with us, and you know basically let us let us be able to be a part of your family for a moment. Um, uh, Ms. Mrs. Sean Mason Spence, uh, who's going to be on next week. Uh, Mr. J. L. Godfrey, uh, Miss April Stubbs, who's going to be on next week. Uh, Miss Dewan Abram, she is the author of Merry Strangers. Miss um, Monica Marie Jones, Mr. David Powell, and Miss Chanel Brown. I thank you all, you too, uh, my, my listeners, my audience. Uh, we can't do this without you. So, like I said, keep keep me informed. Also. Um, Miss Rhonda Oliver, who's going to be on here next week, I want to uh, give a special um, acknowledgement to her, and I think she's online. I'm going to, uh, I believe this is her. I'm going to let her uh, introduce herself, uh, give you a preview for next week. Uh, Rhonda, are you there? Yes, I'm there. Okay, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. And you? I am doing well. I'm so blessed. This is really, really exciting, and I was so thankful not only for the teaching that you taught, but I really loved your guest. Both of them um, were so inspiring. Uh, Miss Kenya, Kenya, Miss Michigan? Yes, yes, ma'am. It's really, um, just loved the idea of the, the Grand Wish Sunday and just giving back to other people. It was just such a blessing to hear. Um, it was just really wonderful. You said some really wonderful things um, when you number five, I believe, because I wrote down all the points that you said. Find a coach or a mentor to push you toward the manifestation of your dreams. I just loved this because people have dreams and not many people know how to manifest them. Yes, so I loved, um, you know, what you shared. It was very powerful. I enjoyed it, and I also have my son on uh, today too. Okay. To listen. So this is really uh, strategically God for him as well. Okay. Yes, my son Byron's also on the line here. Well, thank you, sir, for uh, coming out as well. Um, no, no. I don't know if he, had, he queued in. Yeah, the, the the system won't let me bring any more uh, okay. guests on because so, it's time to close it out. But what I want okay. you to do, uh, Rhonda, just give, give, a, give a word of encouragement. I have everybody do it. I, you know, since you're on here, give a word of encouragement to our listeners and just give them prepare for what you're going to bring them next week. Okay. Um, first and foremost, we have to understand who we are and and why we've been um, brought to the earth in this season of time. If we don't know who we are, then therefore we can, if we're not connected, as, as you had said earlier, and it just kind of ties into what I'd like to share, the connection with God is going to bring a, a greater vision to you as a person, your purpose, and the things that we've been called to this earth to do. We are in a critical time and a strategic time, and I believe that we have all been designed by the, the great designer, the designer of the universe. He designed us for this time. So we need to strategically and um, tenaciously, as you have even used that word, find out who we are, and not only who we are, but what we have inside of us right. and what our purpose is. You know, so um, that just so ties into what has been in my heart, you know, for this last few years, actually. So okay. I'd like to share on those lines. Well, so um, for you out there, if you are going through a, a hard test or a hard trial, be encouraged 
and hold on. Just hold on to the Lord. Hold on to the Word. Hold on to who you are. Know who you are. And if you don't know who you are, hold on to Him. Get into that Word. Get into prayer. Find people. Surround yourself with positive people and let them speak into your life. So on that note, <laughs> again, my guests are taking the words right out of my mouth. I can't say anything else other than, you know, I thank you all, um, everyone who's still listening live, and to everyone who will hear this podcast, I appreciate you. It's a, a great honor each week to bring, um, like I said, to bring a lesson to you and also to bring uh, people who, who who exude a championship standard of living. Um like I said, again, this, this is an absolute honor. I'm thankful for you. I thank you for just, you know, telling more and more people about the show. Bring a, bring a friend next week. Bring, let somebody know that the show exists. Send somebody an email. Go listen to the, go re, you know, listen to the, the podcast and, you know, stay connected. Stay connected. I, I, I believe that God has something great for, for all of you that are listening and can hear my voice, that God has something great planned for you, and he's, he's going to use me for, for something great for you. Um, again, without a shadow of a doubt, um, this has been creating a championship standard of living. I've been your host, or I am your host, Mr. Miles W. Miller, and I, as always, I give you my mantra, my motto, my heartbeat. Don't ever give up. Don't ever quit on your dreams. God bless you, and I'll see you next week. <laughs>